I mean, what does Penguin say in the um, Tim Burton movies? I don't Just the pussy I've been looking for or something whoa, like that. Whoa, to whoa, catch whoa, 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 whoa. Tim Burton has it like that. <laughs> Probably because she's a cat whoa. now. Um, yeah, no, I let don't me know. have to confirm that whoa, in real time. That, whoa, that, has, that has to be the code open. <laughs> Can you imagine Colin Farrell's penguin like delivering that line? Hello and welcome to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast, a podcast about vengeance. And welcome to Gotham City, the rainiest city in the DC universe. That's right, we are finally tackling Matt Reeves' film, The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Paul Dano, Jeffrey Wright, Andy Serkis, Colin Farrell, and the great John Turturro. And like Jim Gordon, I threw up the bad signal. So joining me to talk all things Capes Crusaders, now that they've taken off their cling wraps and their masks, it's Emmanuel Anebuka! <laughs> <laughs> we need to add a clapping How sound are you guys to, this, to this, to this <laughs> We need a soundboard, definitely. You guys are part of like um, yeah. the Red Last 500 followers on Discord, aren't you? Uh-huh. I am, I don't know. You uh, know I am. I'm not surprised. Well, 4chan. <laughs> I'm not surprised. 4chan. <laughs> it's very QAnon, very on-brand yeah. for you. We're there. Um, the theories. <laughs> how have, have you... Emmanuel, it's been... Like, because you've been fine. You've been on the last episode, literally. I'm not going to talk to you. But Emmanuel, it's been a while. Yeah, when last was I on, actually? I can't remember. I think... I think it was like, in the finale of um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Or Invincible, whichever one happened like after. Did Invincible, yeah. Yeah. You like to believe you're Bruce Wayne, don't you? So, so this will be the episode that you come back on. Yeah, I have to be brooding in a dark room, isn't it? He, he is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he, he's, he is Bruce Wayne, though. Wait, wait, in what way? He is like Bruce the billionaire Wayne. Uh, playboy. In every way. Billionaire uh, playboy. Law. Philanthropist. Mm. Martial artist. <laughs> Not really a philanthropist. Yeah, let's take like, that part yeah. out. <laughs> like giving... No, I was going to crack a joke, but that's, that's not right. It's 2022. <laughs> Let us go towards admin. Um, yeah, so let's just do some quick admin because this is going to be a big episode for a big three-hour movie. Um, regular listeners of the podcast will obviously know that we've been talking about some of our favorite movies from the last year, over the last few weeks. We did an entire episode on Leo DiCaprio, where we gave the three movies that we thought he should have won an Oscar for. And then we discussed the very divisive Don't Look Up. We also did a big episode on Dune. Um, We spoke about the very underappreciated Nightmare Alley, which I think everyone should go watch. Speaking of noirs. And we gave our top three political performances, who is an actor that I really, really like. What else have we done? We spoke about Will Smith. We gave the big episode on The Fresh Prince himself. We spoke about King Richard. Probably his best movie ever. Definitely his best movie in the last 15 years. Um, so everyone should go see King Richard if you haven't. And he might win an Oscar for that. Fingers crossed. We'll talk about musicals. I had some friends over to talk about Tick, Tick, Boom and The Heights. Steven Spielberg's incredible West Side Story. And then last couple of weeks, we went into great detail on Rebecca Hall's passing and Maggie Jane Hall's The Lost Daughter, which are both on Netflix. I recommend everyone to watch those. Also, to all new and returning listeners, if you listen to a podcast platform that allows you to, please rate and review. Please follow us because we have some very cool episodes coming up and you would want to know about them. This week marks the five-year anniversary of the release of Get Out. So we're going to bring out an episode about that. So we hope you guys enjoy that. Also, 
after that get out detour we're coming back next week with a very fun um sequel to this podcast episode where we'll be doing a draft episode where we're going to be draft a sequel to the batman with a special guest and i hope you guys will return for that and then of course on monday the 27th or rather on monday the 28th at 5 a.m we're going to be recording a live oscars reaction because i clearly like pain so i hope you guys listen to all of that and then yeah we'll go back into tvs and talk about moon knight and atlanta and barry and better call Saul and all the great tv shows returning so just what you see once you okay yeah can um, we start i should even just play the theme instead of that can we just no get to the... i legit thought that was a riddler impression okay so now that i made alfred proud with all that admin yes Let's go into the Batman. Yes. Can I be... I don't want to be Bruce Wayne banking. I want to put on eye makeup. Who told you you were Bruce Wayne? No, you're doing Bruce Wayne stuff. Admin, all that shit, nigga. Even this Bruce Wayne doesn't even want to do the admin stuff. That's what I'm saying. I was in Alfred stuff. Oh, yeah. Let's let's go. Let's go. We don't have time. Let's talk about Batman. Don't. Don't. We don't have money. (laughs) Let's go straight into this. Um, This is Matt Reeves three-hour adaptation of The Batman, with Asawi Yimano as our guest, and then Ibuka. What's your, in as few <laughs> words as possible, what's your like your relationship to, to Batman as a character, and what did you think of this movie? Um, so, Batman's probably my favorite fictional character in general. Um, my message will probably tell you there's posters and stuff all over the house. Um, but, but yeah, I've always just been in love with the idea of Batman, of like, that being you know what determination can get you to to like the kind of peak of physical ability but also still being pretty flawed um in general as a human being um and i really like this movie because i think i tweeted straight after i saw it that you know it's a love letter to fans of batman and the world's greatest detective because it focuses on that it really really like leans on the early comics like the comics are trying to tackle when he just becomes Batman and he tries to put you in his sort of psyche. Um, I appreciate a lot of the subtle moments. A lot of times he tells Batman um, and Robert Pattinson by proxy tells you what he's thinking just with a look, a gesture, um, not necessarily words. Um, so in general, I just really enjoyed it for a three-hour movie. Uh, because apart from your avid love of billionaires, why do you like... Batman. Why, Why do I like Batman? What's your relationship? Oh, actually, I'm a Batman slanderer, bro. I, I'm one of those people who takes pride in that, finding creative ways to call Batman. That when everybody else is flying in, he's taking yeah, exactly. He's jogging to the place. Okay, so you don't like Batman, obviously. No, I like Batman, but I'm just saying, like, he's a very easily slanderable. Okay, but I feel like that was, that was unnecessary. You did not need to bring that in in this particular point because I just asked you, why do you like him? You didn't okay. need to bring in the okay, hate. Okay, I like, I like Batman. And the thing is that the reason why I like this film is because I like Batman for everything this film gives us. You know, the darkness of Batman, the fact that he's not... Like, Batman isn't a well-adjusted person. And sometimes, you know, movies can either not forget that, but they kind of brush over it. And it's I think it's coloured the way the masses see Batman, that people are asking for, or, you know, he didn't do the playboy, the billionaire playboy thing. Like, Batman... Even in his interaction with the Justice League and other heroes, you can tell that Batman as a character in the cartoons, the comics, he is strange compared to everyone else. Like, he needs to be strange. So that's why I like Batman. I was just like, oh, this guy's very, you know, 
I mean, eccentric. Yeah, I get, I get that. I mean, I don't want to, because you're correct, but I also think, like, something about Batman is that, I guess, because it's comics. And Batman has been, I think, 1939 was when he first came, so yeah. he's been going for over 80 years. But, like, he's also quite malleable. Like, you can have an Adam West Batman, which I obviously never watched, but people really like that Batman. But some people also like Patterson, yeah. and also like Michael Keaton and Bill. Like, you get what I'm trying to say? Okay, yeah. He's a very that's malleable like, character. So I guess, like, that's my point. Like, mm-hmm. Batman I came to see from, you know, the Justice League cartoons, mm-hmm. Justice League Forever, even the animated DC movies, was the really dark, brooding, strange Batman who tells Superman or Lois is pregnant and doesn't even tell him congratulations or anything, you know. But, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think, yeah, just about that strange point, and I don't think... I was trying to put it into the episode. I don't think it will come up later in the episode. But I just really like the fact of like, just every time you saw Batman in a room, like when you saw him with the cops, it's just so fucking weird. Yeah, he's an it's outsider. It's like, this guy is just wearing a cape and a cowl. You know, I know people that wear normal clothes. It's so, I just love this because like, I like that he did that because like, this is so weird. It's, What's this guy it's doing? It's perfect. Like, you need that contrast. You need for us to see that this is not, like what he's doing is strange. Yeah. And, that's, this is something else that I was going to like bring up in the episode that some of the criticisms I've seen about this film, they're like, oh, it's not campy enough. Like, you know, the Michael Keaton Batman, Michelle Pfeiffer is very campy. Okay, and, yeah. and I love that film. And I also love this one. But I feel this is also campy in a different way. Like they show Batman constantly interacting with actual police officers in their yeah. suits and everything. And he's walking around. He went to a nightclub. Yeah. So this movie, I really like this movie. I... I think I told you that, like, I wasn't hyped going into the movie. Yeah, yeah, you did. Say. Like, like a few days before, I was like, "Oh, I'm not really hyped for this movie." And I was like, "Oh, that's a good thing." Because normally, when I feel that, I'm like, "Oh, let me go watch a trailer yeah. to get hyped." I was like, "No, I don't want to get hyped. Okay. I want to go into this movie the way I'm feeling now." Because then, when the movie started, I just I was like, literally, I was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna have fun." Like, literally, it was just like a thought. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna actually gonna have fun." And it's like, obviously, it's not a fun haha movie, but like, it's like I was like, "Oh, this is." I really like the movie. I just think, you know me, everyone. <laughs> we'll get to it in a second, but everyone is performing incredibly well. Yes. And when that is happening, when everything is happening at a high degree, I will enjoy the movie. You want to know how insane this movie was when it comes to, like, everyone performing at a high level? I feel like there's so many points in this movie where you want to, you know, fanboy, but it's not, like, typical fanboy moments. Like, it's not an explosion. It's not horrible, Oh yeah. It's not anything. But you just see John Turturro walking into a room with his shades and his cane, and you're like, fuck. This movie, like almost any comic book movie ever made, is highly dependent on some comic book runs. In this case, it's the Batman Year One, um, the Long Halloween, and the Ego comic book runs. Since Ibuka and I, I believe neither of us knows anything about those comic book runs at least, so we'll hand it over to... Yeah, so in terms of like comic book influence, I think this might be the first Batman movie that I think is like really really comics accurate um, that you can actually like see the influences directly so Batman year one basically is you know his first year as Batman so the idea of like a lot of monologues like we start out with and I think the idea of him keeping a journal as well those kind of come from that mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of the first time in comics they did that and it was everyone it got well received just because like Batman doesn't talk a lot so how do you get into his head? So it's like, okay, there has to be some device for us to be able to understand, you know, what he's thinking, what he's feeling and stuff like that. So a lot of that was him just talking about what he struggles with in this film as well as like what kind of influence is he making? 
Is he being a good influence? Is he just doing escalation like in um, towards the end of Batman Begins that Gary Oldman says of like, you know, basically you're dressed in a bat suit and now we've got clowns like this guy. Like, is he just, you know, raising the ante kind of thing? So he's, a lot of that story is just about struggles with that. And then, you know, you deal with your... I think almost every time they talk about Batman starting out, he deals with Falcon and Maroney in one um, in one way or the other. Um, so, yeah, so that one is very clear. Long Halloween is also a big influence. More, not really on a story level, but more on an aesthetic level in terms of like that's like the definitive sort of noir detective story kind of thing Mm -hmm. where to summarize long halloween there's an animated movie now anyway if you're interested but like to summarize it it's like there's serial killings happening on our holidays and again it's i think in that one he's either a year or two years into being batman and it's the first time he decides that it's like oh okay it's not good enough just being a good fighter or whatever i have to be a detective as well i have to be able to be smart i have to kind of think ahead of these criminals things like that um long halloween is also famous because it's kind of like the definitive origin story for two-face obviously that's not involved here but like yeah that's where you really get into the noir aesthetic that i think matt reeves brought into this um earth one was also really good from jeff johns i think it's the most recent of all these three He took the yin and yang of him and his villains a bit further. And it's like, okay, a lot of his villains are criminally insane. What if Batman was also like, you know, the product of some level of insanity? And that's where it's like, oh, his mom is actually Martha Arkham. And, you know, they have a history of mental illness in the family. And that's, you know, where Arkham Asylum comes from. They do that in um, Earth One. Yeah, Batman. Because basically, obviously, I'd never known Martha to be Martha Arkham. It's actually a point I've later on my nose, but like, it's like, this is interesting. Because the galaxy brain take is that you're like, okay, if you're making Batman the son of someone who has mental health issues. Yeah. And Bruce probably has mental health issues. So, yeah. like, so are we going to investigate that he probably has mental health issues? No, but Bruce is like the poster child of that. You don't need a shrink to tell you that Bruce... Oh, no, no, yeah. Like, I mean, but, I mean, is the movie going to movie going to investigate? Are we just going to like, yeah, he, he's a guy that, ha- that oh. has mental health issues. Like, and then also, it also means he's putting villains in the asylum that his family built. owns yeah. or built or created which yeah. is so Pri- in prison industrial complex <laughs> fucking billionaires man we ha- have a whole thing about Arkham later <laughs> like, yeah. fucking billionaires I have a whole thing about Arkham later the movie does make a change of like Bruce doesn't know he comes from this in Batman Earth 1 I believe there are flashbacks where Martha used to take Bruce as a kid to Arkham Asylum to be like you know this is uh, history and stuff like that so he has an idea of it you know here it's like you know he was oblivious to the whole thing no i'm um, sure he knew i'm sure he knew his mom's maiden name was Mar- alcohol but he yeah. just didn't know that she had mental health issues no he might have known she had mental health issues i don't think he knew no no because his dad wanted to keep it like there's no he was 10 he wouldn't have okay, known yeah, 10, yeah, fair. he definitely she was like, an alcohol but he wouldn't have known that deep so i think that's the key thing so i mean this is, we're not going to talk about this quickly, but cinematic references is obviously the 70s detective noir seven. movies and obviously the 90s serial killer films like like Seven and basically Fincher's, Fincher's filmography. So like uh, Seven, Zodiac. When I came out of my second viewing, there were a group of guys in front and then the father was asking the son about, was like, what, what movie are you talking about? He was like, oh, I was talking about David Fincher's Seven and, and Zodiac. I was like, these are my people. I was like, come over, let's talk about Fincher. Let's just talk about Fincher. Um, okay. Let's go into it. Okay, I'm ready. Let's talk about 
let's talk about the big bats in the room, right? So we're going to talk about performances, but let's start with let's start with Batterson. Let's can we bat, talk with Batterson? Bad parts, come on. You see, I've heard no. Well, bad part that's terrible. Batterson. Bad part is Carlo. No, I've heard. Um, our our bats. Okay, okay. I like Battenson. I like Battenson. Sounds a little well. bit like bleep bleep, but I like Battenson. <laughs> Sounds a bit like I want to know what I, what I, what's bleep what's bleep. <laughs> no, I like Battenson. <laughs> so anyway, um, what do you guys think about our bats? Okay, I'll let you go first. I think it was a really really good performance. I think you can tell that he's a fan of the source material, and I think a lot of what I enjoyed in him was the physicality. You know, it's 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 uh it's a joint effort with the director and everything as well of like you know how he moves, like his presence in the room, like he exudes it, um and you know some of the choices he made, being very soft spoken, you know, it's, a, it's just that sort of presence. He's not trying to, not to bring up like Christian Bale for example. There's some scenes where it's like trying to command presence, but like Robin Pattinson's Batman, you know, when he's in the room, he just commands your attention just yeah. by it you know and those little subtleties of like how he looks his eyes are very expressive which is again from batman earth one which was like one of the first comics that he didn't have the white lens so like you could actually see what he was thinking through his eyes and i can't remember the artist but he really did a good job of that and it's good to see them kind of translate that over here just little things yeah how he walked how he talked um his interactions with people um and this is more for Matt Reeves, but like it's interesting because they had a very a new kind of updated version of Bruce Wayne that they're going for here, more of like a rock star recluse rather than you know billionaire. Well, I have points on that. I have points on that. But yeah, but I think his performance was just really, really strong. Yeah, I think it was all really crafted really well, and I think that performance was just really, really good. Yeah. Um. Top. So top points to him. Um. Just want to quickly say to everyone that's listening, please, if you can hear any noise in the background, lots of people are excited about Batman and they're all making noise in their various rooms. So, <laughs> um, yeah. What do you think about our bats? Our bats, Batinson. Okay, so guys, as Emmanuel said, yeah, the combination between what Pattinson did and what Matt Reeves did just made this Batman perfect. Like for me, this is my favorite live action interpretation of the batman it's i don't want to like i I know the word is going to be overused by the end of this podcast but it's dark he's perfectly he's perfectly broody he there's nothing i want to say that Emmanuel hasn't already said his presence in the room his act not his acting but his you know his body language what he does with his eyes his mouth the way he speaks the way he when the funeral scene for example the way he looks out of place at the funeral dressed as bruce wayne because he's still thinking about batman stuff he's looking around for like the killer he's looking for clues he's just not in it as bruce wayne and you can see the whole reclusive vibe everything pattinson does in this is perfect and i I was never worried you know people were worried about pattinson Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. as soon as they casted him i was just like an oh okay that would be interesting i never gave it two thoughts i'm always i always give benefit of the doubt to the director or the actor or whatever and like I'm just like, Pattinson is a good actor. And Matt Reeves is a good director. <laughs> so I, on, I would like to believe in them until I'm proven wrong, exactly. right? So I think people were like, oh, what do you think of Pattinson? I was like, yeah, it was good. But I expected him to be good. So I, I wasn't surprised. Like, yeah, oh, wow, exactly. Pattinson was good. Exactly. So, um, and 
can can I just say that like with even Patterson within ten seconds of this film, that's why like a friend of ours was saying he's like five ten minutes later his screening, and I was like, trust me, you do not want to miss the first five ten minutes of this. Film. Well, also the movie starts with the Riddler. Yeah. Oh shit. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, I even forgot that. Yeah, I was like, well, the movie starts. With, you're gonna miss the first Riddler killing. Like you can't miss that. The first five, the first two minutes in which we hear Bruce Wayne speak mm-hmm. and his movements and everything. That his intro into that movie is he was one sentence in when I was like, oh fuck, this is gonna be a classic. One sentence. He was like, what was the first thing he said? He was like, um. The city is something. Yeah. He says something about the city. Um, and I'm so just like... I have... Because mm, you know... Wait, I kind of have like a... I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but I kind yeah. of have like a thing about that that first voiceover. The opening voiceover. Why? Why? I mean... I'm, if you guys can't see, I'm literally like looking at Bank with a fist, no, daring so him to say something. when he was obviously speaking... Yeah. And I think... Okay. <laughs> I don't to put this. Like he was speaking. And then as he started going on, I was like, ugh, this is like, so emo. Fuck off. I was like, oh, we no. get it, Bruce. But then, no, no, but when? But then I realized, okay, one, he's writing a diary. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that makes it a bit better. Okay. Then I was like, then when he removed his cow, mm-hmm. and I found that he stays in the eye, I was like, oh, 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 you're actually emo. You're not actually trying. I, I was like, okay, fair enough, I understand. You're not trying to be emo. You're actually evil. Like, I think the fact that he stays in his eye makeup, makeup. Yeah. when he removes his mouth, I think it's so brilliant. And I think it tells you so much about him as a character. Like, Normally, you might just move the mask and then wipe yeah, it off. It, like, yeah, let me right? But he stays in, like, he, the way he looks, he looks, I mean, obviously, Patterson has spent how many years playing a vampire? So, like, he, he has that look yeah, down. he knows and, how to do it. Um, and I, something I like, I didn't even notice until the second viewing was just, like, the fact that he's almost allergic to sun. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Like, when he wore the shades, at first, I was like, oh, this guy just played a douche. Oh, no, but then I, I was like, oh, it. I was like, oh, I, no, no. I was like, oh, he's doing it because the sun is actually I, affecting I his really eyes. I like, love I like, that, that touch. I was like, oh, he, picks he, up the shades he and... actually just allergic to sun. Well, he says it in his monologue as well, of like, I've become a nocturnal animal. Nocturnal. Yeah, but I thought, then I thought I was just him being, I was like, oh, okay, but, we but get to a bad nocturnal animal. See, the thing is, that opening monologue, yeah, the re- one of the reasons why I was like, fuck, this is going to be a classic is that that opening monologue alone told you that this is going to be a very comic book accurate film. Like, I just knew from the way they were being inside his mind mm. and hearing Batman speak like that. I wouldn't have even cared if he didn't have a diary, if that was just him talking to himself. Because Batman does do that. Like, he's, like, looking over and thinking, these fucking criminals, blah, blah, blah. And that opening sequence, man, I know we're going to get to Matt Reeves, but even got to the point where, you know, what he says about the criminals and the shadows, I start feeling it in my seat. Like, oh shit, he's gonna. My get only this problem guy. with that sequence, and I can allow it just because. I mean, in, yeah, I I don't like the term plot hole. I hate okay. the term plot hole. Like, we can nitpick, but we're nitpicking with like with love. Okay, yeah. I hate, I think plot hole is so like antagonistic. It's like, oh, this is why this movie yeah. is shit. Like, I hate the term plot hole. But like, it's like when he's obviously said everyone's afraid of him. Everyone's seeing the bad signal. Yeah. And then the first guy in the traces is like, who are you? I'm like. I'm like we've already established that you all know who he is. Like, I, okay, I get you need to say Avengers. Like, that's what I need to do, but like, you know who he is. Like, no, 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 it's Halloween. But it's Halloween. The guy probably thought it's some buzzer in a suit. He wanted to be sure. Also, I mean, okay, fair. I'll allow also, that. I'll also, allow that. Ima, Ima, you know that like technically, yeah, criminals aren't supposed to know what Batman looks like until he boxed them. Yeah, like it's supposed to be that yeah. there's just this guy beating. Yeah. It should be a myth. But I really like so like watching it again. I don't know. If, I don't know if the sound system second time. What it was basically the same. I don't know what happened. We just sounded like I love that, like the walking. Yeah. 
but like just the walk the boots like the clanking of the boots and, and he, everything like, it's yeah. so powerful and and, and the way he walks out of the shadows into the light yeah. it's like he doesn't yeah. he doesn't Gradual. rush yet well like that entrance right i think the key thing there is just the synergy of like how everything work together if you go back to batman begins again it's like you know if you get your theatricality right you become more than a man but like you know the the sound how he walks out how he comes out you know mm-hmm. even what he says you know just those things or already those guys have lost the fight even the way he beats up the first guy yeah no that was perfect oh i saw that in 4dx and it was a mess oh my god like every punch that got to win in that scene so it was just all over the- when you worked in 4dx was the first second time second time just tonight actually yeah. okay i have a question for you because we're not gonna get to it but how was which is probably one of the best sequences in the film how was the escape from the prison from the oh. from the police station how was that oh. in 4dx that was cool as well. The chairs were this thing, but I think the car chase was the maddest one. Oh no, yeah, I mean the car chase here, yeah, obviously. But I mean like yeah. car chase, like that goes without saying. But like the the way they shoot that, obviously with having the camera on him in the flying, I was like, this is actually quite cool. Yeah, that was cool. Again, this nigga falls on the train on the plane and, and he's walking. You know that that's that's a tiny nitpick I have with this film. Yeah, is that the film is so great and Patterson is so great that I feel like he deserved a perfect Batman. Like I didn't want to see him struggle. Nah, yeah, nah, but he can't, he's he's in year two. Like. Yeah, no, I no, know. but I like I like the flight thing. It's kind of no, like not it's even like the flight, like when he landed and then he oh, fucked up oh, his yeah, knee. Yeah. I was like, ah. The flight thing reminded me a lot about um, Tom Holland Spider Man in the first one, um, Homecoming. Yeah, where he's still afraid of heights. Like he he said, I've never gone this high. Like Pat is about to jump, but he's like, whoa. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's scared to jump. Like he's Batman. He's meant to be mouth off here. Like oh no, that's dead. But you get what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Let's talk about performances, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So let's exclude Patterson and Kravitz for now, uh-huh. okay. right? Zoe, Zoe Kravitz, who... <sighs> um, yeah, we're, we're going to have to do like a fire hazard when we're talking about Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> we're just going to tell him like, guys, this is like flame, flame. When um, Riddler sent the thing to Alfred, oh, was like, oh, to yeah. the Batman, fireproof. fireproof. We're going to be like, this, this podcast listen, is fireproof. Listen, is this... Let's see with fireproof earphones. Well, we'll get to that. So, who was you guys MVP? I'll start with you. Apart from oh. obviously those first two. Oh, John Taturo. Easily. Okay. Easily. Like, okay. that's that's my guy. If it's not him, I know someone's going to pick him. So, I'm just going to, like, say Colin Farrell. Uh, Emma, who was your who was your MVP? No, no, no. I went to touch on Taturo, actually. I liked him a lot the first time. I said the second time, it was like, mm, some of the scenes, I didn't buy it as well. I don't know what it was. And the second time watching him, it was just like, bro, I didn't know. bro, that that scene, that scene where he's like the Hippocratic oath. How about that? And then he laughs. I was like, <laughs> that one that was good. So it was funny. Good. Like that was, was so good. But like when it got to the, I guess the point where he had to be menacing when he was going up against um Zoe Kravitz. Oh, okay, stuff. fair. But in my remember, he's supposed to he's supposed to be a rat. Like he ratted off. Yeah, Maru, he's also like, still a coward. Yeah, he's a shit he's, guy. Yeah. So uh, wait, so Imaru, who's who's your MVP? Oh, Paul Dano. And Ooh, if not Paul yes. Dano, I almost, um, Jeffrey Wright. I felt like I should write apart from Patterson Kravitz or Paul Dano. Paul Dano yeah. But I also feel like he doesn't. If not, then Jeffrey Wright. Ah, that's so. Honestly, we're gonna talk about every single one of them because yeah, it's gonna be a long podcast. Like I feel like it's impossible to not talk about every single one of them. So my own MVP was was Colin Farrell because yeah. every scene this guy was was chewing the scene. Take it easy, sweetheart. How many times I was loving? I was like. And I was watching his Hot Ones episode where he was like, he just loved being on all the makeup and everything because like he got to be free. And like, yeah. this guy is, guy is doing it. He sounds like, ah. Oh. Can I say something embarrassing about Hot Ones? I think me and Banky have had this conversation before. 
But you know, for my whole life, I thought Hot Ones was like the little Snapchat, like fifteen seconds. Oh, by the way, yeah, this is the YouTube show Hot Ones, and like thirty minutes. Hot Ones is like a thirty. I think Colin Farrell's one is like forty minutes long, and I just thought it was the thing that comes up on your Snapchat. And I I always used to wonder, like, why why don't they show me the rest of these conversations? Speaking (laughs) of Hot Ones, um, go watch the uh, Dave Grohl one. Even if you don't, I mean, speaking of Batman, Nirvana, go watch. Dave Grohl was the, was the drummer for Nirvana, but like it's such. A, even if you don't listen to their music, like it's such a good episode. Um, but you know what? I don't know how this news escaped me. I knew Peter Sarsgaard was in this movie. Okay. I knew Jeff Rett was in this. Movie. I knew everyone was in this movie. Okay. I did not know John Turturro was in this movie. Really? Same. I don't know how I did not know he was in this movie. So when they say Carmine Falcone, yeah, we'll say Falcone for the sake of this podcast because they said Falcone in this movie. I'm like, oh, okay, they're not going to, they just mentioned it. Yeah, don't, like they're he's going to be in jail or something. Yeah, they're not going to do Falcon because I would know who the Falcon actor yeah. is. And then I see him. Because the first time you see him, you see him through like the um, lens in, in Selena's eyes. I'm like, I'm like, John Turturro? <laughs> I was like, it's just a cameo? And I was like, oh, wait, this guy is in this movie and this guy has been incredible oh, in this how, movie. How good is that scene, bro? He's like, don't be a str- stranger. He's like, and everything just seems Weirder now that you know he's her father. You're Totoro. No, no, I'm Colin Farrell, Colin but Farrell. I have to shout out to okay, Totoro. I'm Totoro. Yeah, I'm going Jeffrey Wright. Right. Dano. Jeffrey Wright. Oh, Jeffrey Wright. I, I feel like Podeno po- Dano should actually be excused. Okay, yeah. Guys, you know something funny here is that all the people we've picked have some of the funniest scenes in this movie that aren't even supposed to be funny. They're just like really good comedy and like really funny, but they're not. What's Jeffrey Wright's one? Jeffrey Wright's one is like where he's like, hey, hey. That's not how this is done. <laughs> oh, intentional comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's also when he says, could have pulled your punch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. I thought it was going to be like, I thought it was, voice, I thought it was gonna be, wait, he has one of the best voices in the world. I thought it was going to be the thumb drive thing. I was like, I think I need a counter for how many times he says Jesus. Because throughout the movie, he just couldn't be asked him to rubbish his. Um, I think he's playing Bruce Wayne in the, like they're doing like an audio series of, but not not based on this, just like yeah. they're doing an audio Batman. Series. I think he's playing Bruce Wayne because oh, with shit. that yeah, voice, his voice is amazing. Without and, voice, and I know you would love Jeffrey Wright in this because Banky has a soft spot for characters that are stressed. Jeffrey Wright is like fuck, man. Like so I'm, I'm literally solving serial killings <laughs> with a man dressed as a bat. <laughs> and they're like everyone around me is corrupt. Like what am I to do? Like what do you think Jeff Wright's like when he goes back to his wife and he goes to see Barbara? Oh, I'm like, surprised what, what, he's what, not an alcoholic. Oh shit, I mean, we still have a barber. Speaking of, speaking of alcoholism, um, Harley Quinn, J- um, Jim Gordon is an alcoholic on that. Oh shit, yeah. Because he's just like, I cannot deal yeah, with this life. Oh man, that Jim Gordon is too funny, man. They're not, not giving this ridiculous theme when he's using his daughter's bathroom. <laughs> and then his, his daughter is going out <laughs> fighting crime and he's just trying, they're trying, yeah. to, trying to solve his alcoholism. Um, Jeffrey Wright is someone that grew... Like in the movie, I was like, okay, just pick Gordon. Like Gordon could be a, can be a very thankless role. Yeah. If you're not Gary Oldman, who's one of the best actors of all time. But then I was like, oh wait, Jeff Wright is not just phoning it in. Yeah. He's actually. And I was like, oh oh, he's actually like he's actually has putting his, he, his just the way he's like. Oh no, what are you just like Martinez, like just laying. Like he's just that that like as if he was in 1970. Like, just like Martinez. I was like, oh, okay. even the way the way he acted on that roof scene where he's like. um I think the corrupt cop is looking at him for yeah. help or something. It's just like his face. Yeah, he's like, he's very good in this movie. Um, I, I, I'm not done with like the comedy because, <laughs> okay. no, 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 because, because I need to say the Batman, as dark and as broody as it is, gave me 
one of my favorite laughs in cinema in like recent years. It's not my biggest. It's not the maybe it's not the funniest. Which one was it? But making the penguin waddle like a penguin is like Did top five. Yeah, when they tied him up, his hands and his feet. Oh, and I need to like, clock that. That's like top five cinematic like moments I for me <laughs> last year. I that's was funny. I was busting up. That man. scene was pull up zingers, man. Nah, the Spanish but, thing. How, how funny is he? <laughs> like the I don't know how Hadrian must have done this. Because obviously they did Suicide Squad. Or rather, they announced the Peacemaker show. Yeah. Then they did Suicide Squad. I'm like, are you guys going to do a show about this guy? Then okay. they put on the show and it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. Shout out to the Peacemaker show, by the way. Sorry, we did a podcast about it. Mm. Um, and then they said they're going to do a Bene Gesserit show. Wow. Which I, I was I like, love that. I was like, okay, I don't know what that is because I don't know Dune. I watched Dune and I was like, for me personally, I was like, ah, but everybody was like, yes, give us the Bene oh, Gesserit yeah, show. I'm, I'm on that side. Give us. No, they're like, we're doing a Penguin show before. And before he becomes before we even watch the show before oh, okay. we watch the movie and I'm like yes I want that penguin show please give me that penguin show give me more Colin Farrell um I might talk about talk about Paul Dano let's talk about Paul Dano I mean I haven't watched enough of Paul Dano I mean people that know me know I haven't watched PTA rather people that listen to this podcast know I haven't watched PTA movies oh, so I haven't watched Dead with Blood yeah but only watching Prisoners makes me know that Paul Dano can be a good Riddler this, yeah. like yeah. All, you, all you need to do is watch Prisoners <laughs> It's perfect. Like, off the top of my head, because obviously Prisoners was like 10 years ago. I can't remember Paul Dano being in that movie. Like, I won't say, oh, that's a definitive Paul Dano performance. Oh, no, it's not. He doesn't do much, but, like, you can tell that he has that, like, vape. Yeah, because for, like, half of the movie, you think he's lying. Yeah, You think he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's the neighbor, isn't it? He's the one that, like, Hugh Jackman captures. (laughs) So, like, for half half of the movie, you think that he actually knows it. And then you're like, oh, this guy is... But you just find out he's actually just sick. I mean, I watched him in Escape at the Namora, which, again, he's a murderer. Oh. He's a prisoner. So, like, he has a type. Yeah, yeah, but, like, that one's not, he has a no, type. There's no, like, <laughs> mental undertones. He's just a pure evil person oh, okay. trying to escape prison. It's a very good, Ben Stiller, very good show. Him, Benicio Del Toro, Patricia very good show. Anyone watch? But, yeah, oh, his actors are always linking up, man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you talk about Paul Dino. Talk about, well, talk I think, about like, Paul Dino is just the thing of, like, when he was cast, I just looked at him and I was like, okay, I like this guy as Riddler. I think there's an everyman quality about Podino. I think that's the key thing there. Yeah. And that's what, one of the key things of this Riddler performance of like, you need to feel like you can just be your random guy from the coffee shop who yeah. who can do that. I think, again, he made really good choices in yeah. the way he spoke. You know, there's a lot of being breathless, which I really, which like, to me, always conveys chaos in, in like, yeah, you know, movie and I, I love when, so it's chaotic. I was going to say, I love when, you know, directors or actors make these little choices that just enhance the role. Like, yeah. the way he was breathing, it just makes you feel like, especially in the opening scene, it makes you feel, like, claustrophobic. Yeah. And I thought I was Batman. Really, in the opening scene? Yeah, because I'm like, this is movie is called The Batman. Because, like, it's the beginning of the movie. Fair, fair. And, like, <laughs> you, uh, so, oh, yeah. You know the thing is, like... Because it's like, we see the kid, the parents. I thought yeah. this was, uh, okay, this So, is- who do you think was holding binoculars? I don't know whoever was gonna kill them or something. I was trying. I was open to what this universe was going to be. So it was just that, that initial thing of like it's a family with a son. It's the Batman. Every Batman movie starts with an origin or something. But yeah, just to come back to Paul Dino, I was like, I think it was just such a brilliant choice with how he was breathing and stuff because a lot of his scenes are alone and they're quiet. So it's a way almost like to fill the room of like that kind of chaotic breath. It just conveys again like chaos of like this is intense. Like anything can happen. You're just like, oh, what's this guy going to do next? Like, what is his end game here? And I was watching it. I was like, 
okay, are we going to get him in the mask all true? But I was like, no, there has to be at least one scene. And that scene has to kill it to just bring everything together. I mean, talk about talk about chewing scenery, but like <laughs> it's still great. It's still it's still very great. Guys, um, please, like even even the riddles, bro, and the, like Ima said, the way he delivered the way he delivered the lines where he's like, if you are justice, please do not lie. And like, it was it's like, very good. It's yeah. it very good. It's like, very good. People were annoyed that they made, you know, the Riddler a serial killer rather than, you know, a fun guy with the riddles and everything. And, yeah. But like, it, when you make choices like that with the way he read out the riddles, the way the riddles were like, as a yeah. trick to Batman, mm-hmm. I thought that's perfect for the Riddler. Like, it works. For this film, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, like you said, Paul Dano is, is incredible in this. And I, I just, I'm happy for him that he gets to do this after doing all these independent movies. And he gets to have a happy time where more people get to see stuff, which is very good. Paul Dano had a THR cover. Yeah. Paul Dano, you know. Yeah, he's, he's having his fun in this. Because like, he's doing a very good performance, and that's nice. Um, obviously, we've already given our flowers to Jeffrey Wright. I think Peter Sarsgaard is really good in this as this, sli- about, as this slimy... Um, politician or whatever just taking bribes is also quite good in it i think he has one he has one defining moment in peter sarsgaard which is when he's doing the riddles for his life yeah and yeah. i think it's like <laughs> and then batman is trying to be cheeky of like after he answers the riddle of like 10k bribes <laughs> like, he didn't ask that like oh yeah the answer is like so who's the rest like he, he didn't ask for that it's like bro your life is on the line and you can still know how to protect speaking of little choices i really like how they didn't make the the riddler a uh, a neat serial killer like when he attacked the mayor or something in the first scene like it's rough like yeah, he just very animalistic yeah, yeah. he black bashes I mean that's his head. first kill which I assume that's his first kill right yeah. like and he's not someone that like he didn't grow up killing people or, as yeah, a, like, he he's, doesn't have any training yeah it's just an attack you know which is also in a way kind of I mean I don't know if it's intentional but think about Batman's first punching that guy yeah. like they're both animalistic over the person just pummeling pummeling and everything yeah um, so when you have a cast like this and a movie, even if the movie is three hours like someone's going to be on, on their set someone's not going to be great and I think in this case is Andy Serkis is Alfred I don't think he gets the it's not it, it's not a problem of Andy Serkis it's not a problem of the film I just think the film didn't have the time for, for that character yeah. like, Andy Serkis is what four scenes maybe um, he yeah. gets one one like emotional thing in the in the hospital like he's not like He's not... I mean, obviously, he's, he's Alfred. He will appear in the next movie and hopefully yeah. in the third movie. So, like, I guess they're like, okay, we don't have to spend too much time on you and everything. But he, he doesn't... You don't come out thinking, oh, I loved Circus as Alfred the way I loved Jeffrey Wright's... You know what? I think... Gordon, I boy, think... I sense. think there's a cut of this movie where Alfred dies, you know? Just just the way things are spaced out, I think there was definitely a cut where <sighs> mm, Alfred dies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I, I've, I've heard people say that. But that when? Because because Alfred doesn't appear after the hospital scene so at all. So you think that's after the hospital? No, I think, yeah, there was just not supposed to be a hospital that the bomb would kill the him. The bomb kills him, yeah. But then how does Bruce find out the truth? The truth was supposed that's to be what like, that version. Yeah, that version of the movie, the truth uh, is what Falcone says. Ah, uh, that was like, I mean, I would like that personally. I think there's definitely a cut of the film with that and I think they just walked it back a little bit. I don't know. I feel like that there are too many leaps to make. Like one, it means you're killing Alfred in the second year. That's like a big thing for Batman. Yeah. And then two, it's just like there's quite a few comic runs where that has happened. But also, so it one could, makes for like it uh, could also make the Batman character if at the end of the movie, for one reason or the other, he has the Riddler dead to rights, and like he does the whole punching thing he does with a nameless thug, but like he stops himself from going too far, and he knows the Riddler just killed Alfred, and he's sad because you know he never really showed Alfred how much he cared. And he's like, 
about to go to town on this guy's face and he's like he restrains himself. I mean, yeah, but also him stopping Selena from killing Falcone is that he's also stopping Selena from killing the person that killed his parents. Like, is it double? Like, he's not just saying don't kill this random mobster. Like, don't kill this person that I should also want to kill. Yeah. Yeah. And that is that that weight is still not there if you but I mean I mean I guess we'll never know. Speaking of Selena Kyle. Okay. Um this is Fire Retardant. This is <laughs> um turn down all your horny levels. Um let's talk about the bat and the cat. Let's talk about the bat and the cat. Um Zoe Kravitz, I've seen her in a few things, I've liked her, but holy shit, I did not expect what I saw in this in this performance. Same. I could not believe what this girl was doing. Same. I didn't know she had it in her. Yeah, I think most of all, I'm happy for her. Because, like, all her other forays into big franchises have been not well received, to say the least. That her first scene, when she walks in, like, with the, like you said, with the, with the gum and the yeah. boots and, and, oh just, and just the walk. And every oh. walk she's doing into the club is, like, is at the same time, is like, okay, I get the cat thing, I get what we're trying to do. Is that too much? Even if I feel like it's too much, I still can't get my eyes off it. You want it. Yeah. She killed the physicality. Like, that's how Catwoman should move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me choose my words carefully here before I get this space comfortable. But (laughs) Catwoman is, like, inherently a sexy character. In some way, like... I mean, for anyone who's listening, is at Emma underscore V2. If you, like, you don't have to cancel the entire podcast. No, no, but, like, like, it's a big... It's a part of character of, like, yeah, yeah, just yeah, of the course. strut and everything. Like I mean, that. what does Penguin say in the um, Tim Burton mo- movies? Just the pussy I've been looking for. Whoa, 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 whoa! Tim Burton has it like that. <laughs> Probably because she's a cat whoa. now. Um, yeah, no, I let me actually confirm that to real time. That, that, that has to be the code open. <laughs> yeah, Kravitz is good. But yeah, um, that it, the bat and the cat, and it's man. so like she's again. So comics accurate as well with how she does it. Um, her walk, everything. Even her apartment was comics accurate, which is mad. From I think that's from year one. Speaking of her apartment, what? and this will go to a question I'm going to ask later. Don't do this. Um, <laughs> well, what do you think I'm going to say? Uh, please just don't do this. Our boy is a creep. Oh, he's a creep. Now, what are you talking about? I said, don't do this. And he did it. Okay. <laughs> Let's calm down. Yo, you know, what you are we calming down you for? You know, the thing is, like, he zoomed in. <laughs> he he didn't zoom in now. Like, like no, no, because when she goes into her room, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. I can't. The, the wall is blocking me. Let me move to the <laughs> other side and stay. He doesn't. And I love the way they're not shooting from the inside because this is like, this is a creep. Yeah. They're shooting from the inside of the, of the house. Like, he doesn't look at Annika, which she should be looking at. He's, look, he's a creep. Like, he's wondering what, what she's doing. Ah. His bed's at the top. He, he is a creep. <laughs> okay, you know what? I was going to ask a question later, but I can't mm. ask it now. Okay. Is Bruce Wayne a virtue? Okay, wait. First of all, let me... You know this what? Is, this perfectly, <laughs> segues, this perfectly segues into what I want to say. What do you want to say? The bat and the cats, yeah. I love their chemistry. Like, I could go yeah. into heavy detail about how much I love their course, chemistry. Yeah. But one thing I love the most about their chemistry is that it brought that vibe that you get in the typical Batman-Catman relationship where... She's sexy. She wants it, and like he's out of his depth. Yes, yeah. He doesn't know what to yeah, do. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. know what to do. He's like, wow. Like the way he looks at her is like he's like a kid. Even when she kisses him, like yeah. it was so. <laughs> like the way, when he's looking at her in the club, it's like it's like a kid in high school. It's like you know, you, should, you don't know how you do, look at someone you like. Like is so. What we saying is he a virgin? Um, 
when I was watching, I was like, maybe not, but I know he's definitely not kissed someone in at least four years. At least three years. He has not kissed anyone since he's been Batman, 100%. Always done yeah, because where would he even yeah. find the time? He's not going out. So, I think two years before that, at least four years. But, like, he's... I don't know. I'm only thinking because he went to uni. No, he went to uni. This, he this Bruce Wayne went to uni all over the world, so no. How did you read the prequel, the prequel book? Oh, oh, oh. I didn't. I watched a YouTube video. It's not available in the UK yet, yeah. But by the way, yeah, there's, there's a prequel to the film written in book form. Yeah. And it's not available in the UK, but a YouTube channel yeah. covered it. Covered it, so I'll put a link to that. It tells you about the Riddler's childhood, Bruce Wayne's childhood, Bruce Wayne's teenage years. But anyway, yeah, so he, did for uni. So he went to uni. So yeah, he all prob- over the world. So he probably had sex. He yeah. had sex. Okay, that's fine. Okay, but so yeah, he's rich. Yeah. And he was emo. Emo niggas get pussy a lot. Also, meet... Because he's 13, 2020, for example. Yeah. So he would have been mid-2000s. That's, that's prime yeah, emo time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, people are watching fine. Twilight, um, imagine. Anyway, but yeah, no. So, 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 so we're assuming that he's, he's not, not virgin, but he's not kissed anyone in like Yeah, but he's never been with anyone as hot as Selena. Oh, 100%. Now. He's, yeah, 100%. he's never even looked at anyone as hot yeah, as Selena. Like, <laughs> like most people. Like what I'm talking about here, I don't understand. It's, it's not special <laughs> to him. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, Kravitz is... I, I hate the fact that we're talking about Zoe Kravitz and we've now gone into talking about... Bruce Wayne's sex life. This is, what, this is how we talk about women on this podcast. I hate this. Can, wow. we, can we change? But no, no, no. she's really um, good. Yeah, man. she's really good. We're talking about the physicality, which is good, but also like in terms of the the movie at least gave us the shot of like showing that she was actually good at what she did as being a cat burglar. Yeah. Like that safe yeah. Yeah. yeah, two things. One, the fight believability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The stunt work. When you believe that this woman like, if we just Zoe Kravitz can do what she's doing, like, yeah. like you understand her as, like, Catwoman. And then, we'll talk about this when we get to the score. Also, guys, please, that scene where Bruce Wayne put his hand over, like, her mouth in the... the like... Was it, was, it, was it weird to you? It wasn't weird. I was just was like... It, it hurts when you see other people living your dreams. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. Um, well, Tani Tatum is living your dream right now in the real world, so... Fuck off. Oh, man. They're together now. Stop! T- I hate when people give me bad news like this. Probably should you tell me nah. that? Well, you didn't know this. Should I tell someone and take care of it? Nah. Oh, fuck! I'm sick, Can man. I'm going him. to bed. How did you guys not know this? This is like common information. Can anyway, you go back to Jenna, man. Sorry. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yes, and then we're going to talk about the score in a second. But like, the way, like, obviously, the scene where she's going down the fire escape. Yeah, and then and then the score now blends into like a very cat burglary score. I was like, oh, okay. That's her score, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it plays into her theme. I was like, oh, okay. You know what? You're, you're here, Michael. Anyway, um, I have one more very serious question about Zoe Kravitz. Okay. It's quite serious. Okay. It was going to be more serious because we might have someone else on this podcast, but she couldn't make it. Okay. So, this is a very serious question. What is the best Selena Kyle week in this film? <laughs> I know my answer. Or you can go to her natural look if you want. I know my yeah, answer. Yeah, I think it's the bus cut, yeah. um, not bus cut, but like the low cut. So the natural. Yeah. Natural. What's the red one. The red one, bro. <laughs> I have it on my notes. It's the red one. The oh, red one. Yeah. I wish I could see my messages here. The one in the club. When the she goes back she, to yeah. Carmine. To Carmine. Yes. No, the one where she goes to kill Carmine. Ah. Uh, Does she go yeah. to kill him? Yeah, she, yeah, she goes, yeah, I want yeah. to talk about Onika. Oh, no, one pink. No, no, the pink was. No, actually, yeah, pink was when she went to kill him. The red one, Chan. No matter, I don't one. know when she was wearing it, it but the red one. See, yeah, that scene where she's even wearing the red wig. Yeah, I like when I texted my boy after the film. I was like, "That's when she linked Sarsgaard and those guys." Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah, like, yeah, "Matt yeah. Reeves is a crook." Like, whoever picked that costume, like from the wig, from everything, is a crook. Yeah, the red wig is my answer. I'm happy we're on the same we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> no, I mean, I like the. I um, mean, but Emmanuel, I, I like your hashtag Team Natural. Yeah, no, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I really, I really hope she comes back. Panky has ruined my night, you know. I might not even watch the second film. Unless, I mean, I, I hope there, she There's talk of her getting a show, but I didn't know. Oh, that would be nice. I think that's fine. I mean, one thing for me, and I know they don't want to do because it's Batman or whatever. You know, at the end, when he's like, right before the eight different shots of them riding a motorcycle. Shot in Glasgow. Um, Glasgow. Shout out Glasgow. Right. Yeah. Um, when he's like, Selena, take care. Yeah. This is why I'm not. This is why I'm not Hollywood. Right you want to tell them to kiss? No, no. I'm hundred percent writing you two, Bruce. There, hundred thousand percent. I'm writing it in that scene. Nah, it's not even like this. Is why I'm not a Hollywood writer. I'm, there's no, nothing to stop me from writing that. Take care, you two, Bruce. Like she's like, like Selena, take yeah. care. It's set up like Selena, take care. Oh. It, it almost looks like she knows it, but she doesn't want to say. That's so sick. Yeah, that that would be. Also, sick. it gives some credibility to her. That, like, yeah, no, she, but she we're knows who, Yeah, see, that's the thing, right? We we started with when secret identities were ridiculous. Of like, how do you not know? But then we now went the other way of like, okay, nobody could keep a secret identity for a movie again. I think Man of Steel is always the funniest one. Of like halfway through the movie, Lewis was just like, "Hi, Clark." And that was it. Yeah. I think now we have to repair a little bit, at least one movie, at least. I just feel like she should have known. I, no, 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 no. no. I, I, been I, a I good, feel like it'd be very it nice if good she line. knew. Like yeah. she's like YouTube Bruce. One of those, one of those other things, like I was saying before about the decisions this film makes that mm-hmm. make it more credible that he has a secret identity. Batman doesn't look rich. Like Christian Bale's Batman or Ben Affleck's Batman, you're like, how does he have that? How does he have that gadget? How does he, like he has to be a rich person? Mm-hmm. But the Batman in this film, his suit is very, you know, militaristic, and you know, boots. He's riding a bike. He's riding like his car is just put together, like mm-hmm. welded together. So. Also, by the way, he's keeping his costume in his bag. Yeah, right, every time. I think so. That's the that's the only explanation. He's. I think he has stash spots. So his, all so over his the costume city. must be very creased. Because no, no, he put it in his bag, squeezed inside. <laughs> no, but like his costume is mostly plating and stuff. Anyway, it's the way they crafted the whole thing of like the look of Batman. It ties into how this Batman was trained, how you know he, his gadgets and his fighting skills work. His tech and stuff is limited because like he's trained by mm-hmm. Alfred, so you see how he fights. Yeah. It's not it's not flamboyant. It's not even his suit because it's just him and again military Alfred that made it. Yeah. You know, it's going to be like, okay, what's going to give you the best protection? It's not like, okay, what's flashy? So those types of things are all crafted together. Like his car. I think this Bruce was a street racer. Yeah. So he built that himself. So, was that in the prequel? Yeah. So he built that himself. That YouTube so that channel that gave us some royalties. So yeah. Um, okay. I mean, guys, I'm sorry that we're running through this thing, but this, this movie is a three-hour movie. I'm trying to cover it in reasonable podcast time. So I'm sorry we're running through a lot of things. This movie, most especially, we can't talk about this movie without without talking about the craft. Welcome to the flowers section of right. the podcast. I, I think, like I said, this movie is a movie where so many things are working at the, at the highest level, right? I'll start with the, not the glowers, but things we're going to spend less, less time talking about. Production design in this movie is ridiculous. Okay. okay. Like, Gotham looks and feels, like, apparently Gotham was shot in, obviously, like I said, Scotland. I think Liverpool. Ooh. I think, is it Boston? And it all still has that similar feel to it. I think I think that's the, the, the city you just called are actually perfect. Like obviously, not, I didn't know they were. I knew they were trying one was shot. Mm-hmm. Some were trying Glasgow, but I didn't know the so rest. So like where he jumped off after the police stuff, that's Liverpool. Yeah, the funeral was Liverpool as well. Wow. Oh. So yeah, so like the look and feel of the of Gotham and the Batcave, like you get that feel. It's, it it makes you feel like this is a new Gotham yeah. and a new Batcave, yes, right? Yeah. 
And then the cinematography. Greg Fraser has just that. done he's just done Dune and this movie back to back. Oh. Sometimes it's like allow work for other people now. <laughs> so maybe you have two heads. You just shot it's not even a matter of allowing work for other people because they won't do it as good as he does. Think about it. let's just let's even talk about think about that one shot in Dune with the sand, you know when they're coming off the, the plane. Yeah. And then okay. the sand the sa- is down. Like there. they're looking. So the down. same nigga that shot that shot that scene where the Bruce is at the end when Bruce is doing the red oh, and that's that's not even yeah. the best time she's using that one as a random scene. <laughs> but yeah you see that's that's one of the beautiful things about this film. Like that image you just said mm-hmm. where Bruce has the flare and everyone's behind him. Like that's a comic book panel. Yeah like, that's a hundred percent forget even a fucking it's a splash comic, page. It's a painting. Like it's a Oh yeah hundred percent it's a painting. Like you can take a picture of that the the backlit shots of yeah. this when they first kiss and then they're kissing. Well, no, guys. Basically, you know when they're standing in the building, yeah. And then they kiss, yeah. And then I think we're on Sena's point of view and they kiss, and then we we go to the white, yeah. and then it's just like the sunrise in yes. the background, and just they're black, like the cow, the cape. I, mean, I was just like, how are they getting the cape to fly? Where's the where's Beyonce's <laughs> window machine? Like I was just like, it just looks because it's Long. gold at the front, yeah. sorry, at the back, and then the front is just they're black. Thing. It's just beautiful. It just a beautiful. It's a, it's a, such a well shot film, like you said. Since Man of Steel, all capes have been CGI. No, I, I think in some oh. scenes, I don't think in all no, scenes, no, especially not in like all. when he's walking. Not in all, but like, yeah. yeah, when he's walking, it's probably practical, but like most times it's. But when CGI. he's standing, yeah, that makes sense, I guess, for the wind. And then obviously, the part that we're going to spend the most time talking about, <laughs> who probably the best score since Dune. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Michael Giacchino. Okay, but you, Michael Giacchino, you didn't even talk about the, the. Okay, this can come together: the mm-hmm. score and the fucking car chase scene. Oh no, 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 yeah, yeah, the score is in the car chase scene because that has the sound, that's sound design. Yeah. Apparently, that was the first scene that the sound editor worked on. Oh really? Yeah. I think it was like once I get this right. I'll yeah, the sound, the sound Bro. is like from the Batman okay. introduction. Can I do a quick nitpick about that? Okay, about that car chase. Scene. Just a very quick nitpick. Again, we we do this with love. So when he's in his car and he's doing vroom vroom, Penguin is still standing. Yeah. He doesn't, like, nobody's, he doesn't need to be in his car. Oh, Batman doesn't need to yeah. be in his car. Yeah, like, basically, he chases Penguin away. And so he Penguin. can chase him. Yeah. I mean, we do get a great catches out of it. I, I'm not complaining, I'm just no, saying. No, 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 but like, <laughs> I caught that again in the second viewing. Yeah? His engine actually stalls, otherwise he would get him. Well, no, so what was his plan to, like, to, to hit Penguin with the car? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm saying he could have done that by standing, like where he, yeah, like he didn't have he to go into his run. car. Because Penguin, because I thought, oh, Penguin was trying to get away and he went to his car. We don't remember the second time. I was like, no, that's not what happened. Yeah, I mean, uh, that was, was a great car, great car chase scene. I'm not okay. Let me let me do my own, let me do my own nitpick here. Yeah. Penguin gloated too much. Like I understood the gloating where it was like, I got you, blah blah. So where but, else did he gloat? No, no, that well, scene. That I feel like you know. Nah, but like that's yeah, the, like, that's comedy. Actually, no, I take I take yeah, that back. I take that, that back. That's not a nitpick. Like you, you, he thought he had got it. No, had... but it's it's annoying because I knew he didn't get it. Oh, because the trailer. I, no, no, I didn't even watch oh, the trailer. Because the movie called the Batman. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> um, no, no, I think like yeah, I mean he he thinks he's got him. Like any reason person thinks. And to be fair, it was a decent plan, isn't it? Like he's lined up the hand and everything. so Bruce let that let that driver die. That's not start game. I'm just saying that because guys he doesn't like to kill. Yeah, Bruce Bruce will save to... Bruce will save villains all day and leave innocent people to die. You know, like when I was watching this the film in that opening sequence where the guy was spray painting on the wall and I turned to my brother and I was like, uh uh-uh, uh Batman <laughs> In my head I was like, Bruce now. Nah, 
Even this Abba. one. Even this one. I was like, Abba Bruce. This boy was just, just, praying, just doing arts. He was going to... So, I was like, God forbid I don't have a TV license in Gotham. Or... <laughs> I don't know if it's him or his rogue gallery, but they make me feel bad for like petty criminals. Yeah. Like the guy in the shop. I was like... Maybe you don't have to fight him, Bruce. Like, yeah. I was like, you know what I mean? But he had a gun. I should not feel bad for him. I was like, Bruce, maybe you just need to fight You'll him. You'll be like, oh. So the guy will not be like, oh, so me and Joe. Like, Bruce Wayne actually feels like God to an extent. Because you're like, so me and Joker and I will get the same beating. You won't kill him. You won't kill me. Like, there's no difference. I think because, like, someone like Peter Parker, right? He gets that graffiti guy and just webs him up. Yeah, exactly. No. For <laughs> Bruce, Bruce will punch him and break his bones. Bruce will break his jaw. Bruce in in America, again, where there's no, where there's no healthcare. <laughs> Yo, this is actually nefarious. He's a billionaire as well. So he goes out, breaks the bones of poor people, and then tells them to sort themselves out. Imagine. And then he's even creating drug addicts. Because oh when, when Batman's broken your bones, you need something to numb the pain. Oh, Bruce, man. <laughs> Bruce. Anyway. Um, okay, let's talk about Let's talk about, let's talk about the scores one more. I mean, yeah, you're right. That, when that car chase kicks in and the score kicks in, I was like, oh. It's weird because it's very close to being too much and i think what? if like, the length or no 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 the sound the sound okay i think if you if i if i watch that scene on a bad day i'll be like this is too much you want to try to what do you mean having a bad day I'm the batmobile like, introduction just, or like the whole chase the, no the whole car chase the whole car chase like the I think music second view, i think the chase is a bit too long i think you can shave like a minute a minute and a half off and it's better for it no, but like you, we had to get that build up. Like I was feeling during that car chase, like it was Mad Max. I yeah. was like, hmm. yeah. So I, I wanted, I liked the length. I was like, yeah. I think the music is like it's very close to being. It's like it's almost like the, like Zimmer's Doom score. In, yeah. It's very close to being, being too, too much, much, too much in. And then it's just like yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like guys, so many th- so many songs from this movie are great. Like. When Banky came to my room, I was playing. Oh, Wibuka uh, is now a Nirvana fan. I don't know. Between <laughs> oh, this and, um, and the, the Rape Me from Succession. <laughs> now you're full on Nirvana fan. Nah, but guys, like, the speaking of the theme here, yeah, there was there's a part in this movie that I need, to, I need to watch the film again to catch this part. I've already explained to Banky, but the theme was doing things to me, you know? You know that old thing where there's a touch that creates longing for more touch? Like, the theme was teasing me. Like, it was like, it was threatening to drop the beat, threatening, 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 and then oh, we it, when it did it, here. but I can't, I can't, I can't remember the scene. But yeah, it was, it was so, so good. Um, but yeah, then, okay. You know the reason why I love that car chase scene and I love the music they use for it is that one of the funnest things to do. Yeah, anyone else can do this. One of the funnest things to do is, or one of the first things to watch, funnest things to even think about is a car chase scene with music. It could be anything. Like, think about the most random song. It could be Naira Mali, I'm Coming. And, like, like try and imagine a car chase to that song. And, I, like, it's just fun. Like, yeah, it's really yeah, a good um, car chase with good music is But I think also one, one thing to point out that Joaquino did well there was, like, at that point of the movie, the, the full theme was established of, like, the four yeah. mm-hmm. notes. So he does something that I've seen in a few movies. So, like, the first Wonder Woman was one of those of, like, the full theme becomes an event so throughout you start building to it of like you know you get just like three notes dun, 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 oh. and then he stops there yeah and then he starts yeah. it again and you're like okay when are we going to get the full one and then when he comes out of the fire you get the full one to the end and it's like okay that that's like sense. you know that's that's the way I of like pacing the score well. um yeah i think you get that as also, well with how... the riddler when he has that mm-hmm. unmasked scene that's when you hear his score Till the it's theme till the end, 
Um, and again, just to give props to Jake, you know, I think Matt Reeves said he wrote this before they ever filmed anything. Like, he was like, oh, I'm writing back my music. This is it. What do you think of this? Like, before they had filmed anything, he had that thing. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, composers like to be in from the beginning so they can, they can do it. Um, I also really like the way he, like, titled the songs on the soundtrack. Oh, album. yeah. It's like, fun. I, um, okay. I have one final, final thing. And it's kind of what we mentioned a bit earlier. Can we talk about Arkham Asylum, please? Spin-off coming to HBO Max. Imagine you do a Mayor of Kingstown type show with Arkham Asylum. Don't act like you've watched Mayor of Kingstown. What, nigga? I've don't don't, don't, don't mention shows that I love because <laughs> you, you haven't watched them. Um, so, why do why do they think it's a good idea to put all these mentally ill, people, homicidal in such people close proximity. so close to each other? It makes no sense to me. Like, if why you, do they do if, this? If you did, if you did one... If you did one of the Joker's crimes, yeah, you would be in solitary for the rest of your life. Like, just one of the crimes the Joker. But, like, it's a natural thing of, like, you can plead insanity. Okay. Then I... That's fine. I'm not not saying put them... I'm not even saying, like, as in, treat them terribly. Because, again, prison is complex. We're not really pro it. I'm just saying, don't have them literally when they can plot together. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? I think that... I want to see if they go forward with this because, you know, they're going with the Bruce being an Arkham, right? And yeah. Arkham Asylum is normally run by a guy called Jeremiah Arkham. So I think that'll probably be like Bruce's uncle. So it would be interesting if they do go that route and it's like, okay, you're dumping these mm. people here for your uncle and your uncle too is a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, And then Bruce goes up to the board meeting like, yeah, I heard Batman is bringing a few more people into <laughs> more. We need to apply for that yeah, super like, land grant from the US government. <laughs> yeah, Joker should not be in like gen population. I'm sorry. I know that I agree with isolation, but like the Riddler literally just killed three prominent people. Like officials. Like he should not just be in general population where he can watch TV. Oh guys, this is going to be a random hot take. Throw this anywhere in the episode. I don't care. Yeah, but my one hot take from that film is that that reporter deserved it. Like oh, Elliot. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Oh. He deserved it. Like what was the meaning of his expose? Yeah, I don't even understand. I mean, why. his expose is kind of it's kind of mean spirited. No, nah, but like Thomas was running for mayor. It's like you guys need to know who you're voting for. No, the guy was going to expose Martha for having mental illness. Yeah, he's a bit, like, he's a, so? bit he's a bit mean spirited. He's a bit mean spirited. And like Thomas only did it because of their son. Because in reality, yeah, go and tell the world, man. To be fair, voters are stupid. That kind of thing would probably yeah. stay there. Like, oh, 100%. Because there was, America, a, there was a lot of cover-up there of like, okay, her mom killed her dad and then committed suicide. So, like, that's but not again, fault. both people are dead. The mom killed yeah. her dad and then killed herself. Yeah, and, then the, the, yeah. The girl, and then the lady has been in mental institutions in and out and stuff like that. Do you, as a voter, yeah. too, you'd be asking, like, on a low, what attracted Thomas to her? Is he crazy to you? That's the kind of things people will be thinking. Do you get? No, 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 I'm just saying. Like, I mean, I feel like me, thinking. as a reporter, it's the same thing I said when, if I'm the head of what the Daily Mail or whatever, where they sent the Zuma cat video, I'm not running that story. I'm like, I yeah, don't have exactly. any... This is, this is not... I don't care about this. Same thing with like... The, I was just like, I guess if you want to take down the... I just pro- remember Falcon is dead, man. I'm sad. <laughs> like, I'm not going to see John Tortura again. That's Maybe he'll be in the off. Riddler. I don't... Sorry, the Penguin show. I'm just thinking about that scene where he puts his arm on Bruce Wayne and he's like, I knew you'd come to this boy. Okay, so the reason I brought up Arkham anyways is Barry Keown. Okay, I don't know what that is. What are you talking about? You know Barry Keown? That's the guy playing Joker. Don't don't listen to him. He knows who Barry Keown is. Uh, We've got every movie is clean every secret day. Hot take, yeah? I don't think that scene should have been in the movie. Hot take. I think 
it wasn't needed. I've heard that. I've heard that. It's not as hot as you think. I've heard that take. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't really. It was like a post-credit scene. I get. I, I see that credit scene. It's kind of like it a did feel like a post-credit scene. scene that was moved into the movie. Yeah. Well, even, even as a post-credit scene, we don't need it, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I mean, okay, w- w- so if you think, but like, it it introduces Arkham first of all. Yeah, but Madrid has said that that doesn't necessarily. I mean, take this as much as you want to take it, but like that doesn't necessarily mean that we're gonna get a Joker in a movie. Yeah, it's just that Joker is here. But again, it's Barry Keoghan. Do you really have Barry Keoghan for? Three minutes in a movie. You know, there's there's a there's a theory I've seen. Like it, it, it's like it's proto. It's, he said it's proto Joker, and this one is supposed to be based on the 1928 movie, The Man Who Laughs. Yeah, so this one is not like scars. He has a like a a I don't know how to describe, it, but he has a it's a buff, it's a buff defect. Yeah, that makes his, him actually smiling. So it's not like he drew scars or whatever. But also, it's that there was an earlier scene in the movie which I think they shot, yeah, but yeah. they removed. In which Bruce go- Bruce as Batman goes to Arkham to meet Joker, kind of like a Clarice Hannibal Lecter thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, how do I get into the mind of the Riddler? Mm-hmm. Which I guess, so that wasn't meant to be the first scene that Barry Keoghan would be in as the Joker, yeah, which I, I don't know if that helps or makes it worse. I, I think, I like that he took it out. Yeah, yeah because, yeah. Bro, for the world's greatest detective, Batman asked a lot of damn questions. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> it was, that was my hot take. <laughs> Saying a cow solved this solved this case. <laughs> yeah, she solved. She How? said the cow. Not Bruce. I knew, I knew man was going to be How defensive. So I'm not going to say. She found out who the rat was. Yeah, she found out. She went to the guy, interrogated the guy, and found out. Who, <laughs> found the recording. Found who the rat was. Got the phone recording. Yeah, exactly. Bruce would have found out the larger plan if that cop did not have an uncle that was working in Capitan. Yeah. No, no, no. So, so, so that one about the Capitan that showed the floor, right? Because Bruce. Bruce basically ran away from there because he thought they had figured that Riddler had figured out his his Batman. Do you get? So like that was the oh, flaw. If he had stayed there, right, he would have followed on and probably oh. be able to check the car. But immediately he saw, I know the real no, you. He, he saw his picture. Yeah. He saw the Batman. He was like, this guy knew. So he was just like, how do I get out of here fast? And that's when he no, no. Him. But Riddler, Riddler called him. Riddler said, I wanted to meet you because because Gordon was like the Riddler is calling. But him before him. before that, that was why he was also like. He again with yeah, the, but with, he still didn't, with the eye, no, but he's gonna give, and he was like, "I think this is the end of the Batman." Do you get like? No, well, mm, I feel like you're, I feel like you're trying to give excuses because no, he no, gives no. The, the the murder weapon to the police because oh. the reader left it for him to know what it was, uh, and but he didn't know what that was I've, I've, because you know why? Do you know why? Because he's a posh, rich billionaire rich, boy who doesn't <laughs> do his own carpeting. He doesn't know how to use that tool. No, but also in this this thing, he was fucked in the head. He just wanted to leave there because it's like I'm exposed. <laughs> Okay, so the point still stands. Like he wasn't the one that did it. Fair, yeah. He did. He did, and he would never have known that Falcon was the was the was rat. The rat. If so, and they wouldn't have him. been able to bring the rat to the light. It would have taken him longer, maybe. But yeah, I can't believe. So at least he's not the war, he's not the worst greatest. But, he's, he's on the way. Yeah, second, yeah, he's, he's gonna make there's, it. There's no shame in being second to yeah. Zoe Kravitz. I mean, like yeah. al- almost would, every woman. I would in the like world to finish second, second to Zoe Kravitz sometimes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Incredible. Oh god. I wish you, I wish I could convey how impressed I am that I wish we rehearsed that. That's how good it is. Like I actually wish we rehearsed it. Oh my god, let's continue, please. Um yeah, and no, I mean obviously, like he's not the world's greatest, but he's on his way. Um but yeah, so so are we just all I mean I like the scene and I was like, oh that's Barry Kier. Yeah. I, I didn't like this scene because I'm like Oh, we're gonna get Joker. 
Yeah. And I'm so excited. Like, for example, the Gary Oldman scene with the card. I was just like, I like this scene. Bro, when, I like Barry Keown being in here. When, when the film I was I like the good. riddle he told, but that was it. Oh, oh. Not even that riddle. That's the... Well, when you have less, becomes more precious. But more valuable. Yeah. Nigga, money. <laughs> like, it's not only friends. Bro. If you have less money, that money you have is more precious. No, more, more valuable, valuable is what he said. I guess yeah. it's not more Money is not more valuable. 500 naira is not more valuable. But when a film is good, a film is good. When you trust a director, you yeah. trust an actor. Like I, like you said, I saw that scene. I was like, oh, Joker, great. I just saw a great three-hour film about the Riddler. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to see Joker. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, which I think would have been the case that if that was a possibility. I was scene. like, you could yeah. have literally just... I was just like, why? Oh, no, you could have, but I think it also builds the world. Yeah, but like, yeah, exactly. it, like, like, like it could be anyone else. Like, why... Joker again. Also, also, I feel like because Joker is very. Also, I feel like we are we are underrating how, for example, like Batman is just realizing like the impact he's having is not the impact he thought he would have, and maybe and it's just showing us that you know the Riddler isn't the only crazy guy Batman has created. Like, mm. there's more of them. Yeah, and on that point, can I just talk about quickly about what I think is the best part of this film actually? Okay, which is very weird thing to say, but I think the best part of this movie is the script. I think the screenplay for this movie is actually the best. like I know it's like superhero movies, but movie can like all the performances or the action or whatever. But I think this yeah, script, yeah, but like yeah, I don't think that's controversial. I think this script does so many things right. Right, first of all, the dialogue is good. It's like a good new yeah, dialogue. dialogue. Is, but like you know that meme on Twitter where it's like, "Babe, you're not a 1940s private investigator. Come back to bed." And yeah. it's like beat it to these streets saying <laughs> what they used to. This film is literally exactly that. I was very interested watching Nightmare earlier. This back to back. Every um, time I see Batman and Jeffrey Wright, like Jim Gordon oh, yeah, speak, yeah, yeah, I just have that feeling yeah, of yeah. Ah, these um, damn streets. <laughs> so the reason I felt about the script, and it's weird because I got this idea while watching the movie for the first time, like in the cinema, I was like, I can't believe what the script is doing because I think, and people use this word a lot when talking about stuff, but like for me, that was the way I could describe it. But I think it really deconstructs what Batman is and but what. Bruce Wayne thinks it is and what we expect Batman to be. And I think that's interesting because, like, obviously I told you how I didn't really like the <laughs> the opening monologue or whatever. Yeah. And I, but I think it worked so much better because, like, it's his, it's his arc. It's his journey, right? Yeah. Like, he goes from being um, fear to hope. Okay. And I think the only way that can happen, or maybe not the only way, but the best way this, show, this movie did it was, like, it first deconstructed what does it, what does it mean to be fear? Yeah. And why are we doing this? And I'm like, oh no, this doesn't work. Let me be hope. One way I saw that, I mean, look, again, this is my podcast just for chatting shit, so feel free to message me. Yeah. If you think I'm chatting shit, it's at N N A M A N I S C. Um no, but like the thought I was thinking about like what happens when your origin story, yeah, like your guiding principle, the entire reason you call yourself vengeance is like based on a lie. What was the lie you're talking about? Lie here being that like the city yeah. killed Thomas and Martha Wayne. Okay. They didn't. It was their own actions. That killed. That, it wasn't like a random Joe Chill. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm doing vengeance. I'm attacking every criminal on the street. It's yeah. their actions. Their careless actions. Whether we can assume whether he wanted to do it or whatever. But the actions have led to their death. Yeah. And I was like, when you now realize that, that is the case, like, you can't go around and call yourself vengeance. Because what are you avenging? Yeah, what are you avenging? Because, yeah, because your dad did this, kind of did this. Like, yeah. Himself. And if the reason, like, your thing is like, I want my legacy, I want to protect the city from what happened to my parents. Yeah. What happened to your parents? They got involved but just... His, but when, you, when you're with rats, you get fleas. Okay. Like, <laughs> but see, yeah, one, one thing I would say to that is that 
I love that this film did that because... Oh, wait, wait. Everything I'm going to say, I love that he okay. did, the film did it. This is not like a <laughs> okay. criticism. I love okay. everything that the film did. Okay. Yeah, 100%. I love that the film did that for a couple of reasons. And one of them is that, you know, when Selena Kyle at the end asked him to leave mm. and she's like, you're already spoken for, it ties Batman to Gotham mm-hmm. in two ways. One is, like you said, vengeance can no longer be his guiding principle. It has to be that, you know, his parents, as rich and powerful as they were, they tried to, you know, manipulate the system. And then two, Gotham is probably more fucked up now than it was when his dad was alive because of his dad's renewal fund. So he can feel the blame. So basically, he's... he's no, 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 wait. Sorry, was, his dad wasn't part of the like, renewal fund being bad now. No, no, he, but his dad pledged a renewal fund and then he got involved with Falcon. Falcon, yeah. Falcon killed his dad and then yeah. allowed the renewal fund to become, become bad. Yeah, mismanaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now... I'm saying that like he then he's in one of his first lines in this film he's talking about I don't care about my like this is my family's legacy yeah. like being the Batman. Yeah. To, so now to so now he knows that this renewal fund fucking up the city is also part of his family's legacy. Yeah, yeah. So he has he kind of has that tight he can't just billionaire up and leave Gotham and yeah. go to some tropical city. He has to yeah. he feels the obligation because to I was, fix this. Exactly. Because I was thinking like if you're like because he told Alfred I'm doing this my parents' legacy. But then when you if you realize that your parents' legacy is not and I, this is, I don't even have an answer to this question, but like, realize it's not as rosy as you thought it was. Like, does that now, like, does it no longer become the end justifying the means? Yeah. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? I was, I was like, oh, okay. Do you know, like, do you know what's mad when yeah. we we're just talking through this? This, <laughs> this will sound funny or controversial, but like, this movie and the whole arc and everything Bruce goes through is basically like Arrow season one. Like, if you look at it word for word of like, his parents are that was, that was took longer than I thought for a man or to bring up Arrow. Well, yeah, at least but, we got there in the end. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was thinking, but like in terms of it's not it's it's parents aren't who they think he thinks they are. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, and right at the end of our season one is when you know all of us like I I I can't again his monologue from season two is can't be the killer I once was. I need yeah he's not he's not following the list anymore like for his yeah yeah, yeah. Saying, yeah. and it's the same thing Arrow of like the one. list. As well, is season two is the best season. Yes, yeah, season two is the best season. But like, so the Batman two would be the best one. But yeah, so the list. Oh, no, of... no, 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 no. Sorry to interrupt you. That's something. This is not going to be the best patenting Reeves Batman, which is what I'm excited. Like, this is not going to be their best film, Inshallah. which is crazy. Inshallah. It's not going to be their best film. Like, how would this be? Like, you just yeah. Anyway, sorry, Emmanuel, continue. Yeah, so I was just saying, like, is that same arc of like you know you're you're rooting through the corruption and it all leads back to your family and yeah you know out of all his sins but like it always reinforced that the key relationship was the hero and his city of like you know that personal investment in it and again that's where bruce is in this point and yeah it's just i can see people nitpicking that you know at the end like the turn to like okay i have to be a beacon of hope is a bit fast i know some people are like you probably want him to question a bit more of like okay what should i, I mean, do yeah okay mm-hmm. you know of more more of like okay being vengeance is wrong what should i do kind of thing but i think i think it works really well and it puts him in a great state for a sequel which is well, i guess yeah, yeah. i mean i think my, the entire monologue i'm about to go on is that like it's not rushed. Like, the script makes it where, worth where, it. Like, you find a way to get there. Where are we all hanging out that we hear the same criticisms? Because I also saw people say it doesn't feel earned, the whole turn to hope. Oh, I don't I don't see criticisms, you know. Fair. Because I, I, I block it. I, I, I haven't seen that. Because to me, how does it not feel earned? My fr- I don't know. You're going to talk about the script, but my first thought was just that, like, when 
the place was flooded and he looked and he saw that boy he saw the boy was scared and then he saw how the boy was hopeful when he dragged him out and he was like okay you yeah. know like i can't I keep mean, scaring yeah. people maybe for me like for me it feels 100 percent because like i said i'm about to go on a monologue with this script but like so the one thing is obviously constructing batman is that whole thing of like if your legacy if the, if the original thing of your legacy is rotten then yeah your mission statement Exactly. If your mission statement is rotten, then your mission is rotten. So yeah. how do you now change that? You can't go from bench. You to change your mission. So he has basically had one year of going... Two years. He's oh, no, it's the second year, I guess. He's basically yeah. had, yeah, one, 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 one 1.5 years of going a long way, but the wrong way. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, it's like our season one. And then another thing was like... So another thing with the script is like, what makes him different from people like Riddler? What, you don't kill? Okay, fine. Okay, is that the line? Because yeah. you don't kill? Like, you basically... Ruin life, yeah, and it's like, and because Riddler says something along those lines where it's like, obviously, you showed me the way because you used the darkness and fear to intimate. I'm like, yeah, that's Batman, that is your MO. So, like, what makes you different from the Riddler? Yeah, and he talked about being himself as well behind the mask, which I think again is seeding another complaint of like, oh, you know, there's no Bruce, what is he doing with Bruce types of thing. But I think, I think they're seeding, they're seeding all of that, right? Like, see when he went back to that place and they let him in as Bruce. You know, little things like that. You know, what Riddler was saying. He's guys starting to understand the need for a Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, want, I, want, I want to get to guys, Bruce. I really want guys, to get to Bruce. There is no Bruce. No, 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 wait. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, back and talk, um, talk about the script. No, but like, so, I mean, obviously, it's a common thing we own from superhero or even fantasy shows is like when the villain says, you and I are the same and then the hero goes, we are not the same and whatever. But like, yeah. I don't think that's any more like applicable than with Batman and his rogues gallery. Did you see how angry he got when it actually flashed in his head that, oh shit, maybe the Riddler is right? Yeah, because you know why? Because I think the most difficult thing for people, all of us, is being confronted with a part of ourselves that we think is so antithetical to who we think we are. Oh, you I think you're a great friend. Let me show you why you're actually not a great friend. You know, would you accept that? That's, that's, that's actually such a good point because it's... We, like people say, we judge ourselves by our intentions and judge other people by their actions. Mm-hmm. So if, if imagine Bruce Wayne being shown that, oh, all these things you're doing, I perceive it this way. It's not the way you think, oh, I'm saving the city, but you're actually inspiring other people yeah. to be like, oh, and I'm, you're Yeah, and I'm not corrupt. Like changing, I'm just giving you the facts. Yeah. Like the facts are that yeah. you use fear, you use darkness, and you you use violence. That is the to third, punish there's, there's no lie there. You think are bad. <laughs> and I've not killed any innocent person. I've killed bad people. Exactly. With violence and fear. So, like, what makes us different? And it's like, it's, so Bruce or Batman being confronted with that fact, like, you're not, just, you're not inspiring copycats. You're inspiring people who are using your exact ammo. Oh, yeah. And are thinking in your image. Like, so obviously at that point, you can be like, I can't be vengeance. Uh, exactly. Because, yeah. I, because, because I just know what I want. Yeah. Because if be everyone more. started running around with vengeance, then... Yeah, because like, oh, because he, he kept himself. Oh, I don't kill. That's not that's you do kill her, by the way. Like, you just and don't kill intentionally. That's that's why the script, like you said, works perfectly because this script doesn't allow for this script makes sure that it's not a Joker or a villain that's evil for chaos or mm-hmm. evil for like pursuit of something. They are both offered. Yeah, they were both in the same room when, yeah. but like, there is a sim- there's a similar trajectory. It's not like. Oh, I'm just like I'm crazy. Like no, it's like there's a there's a reason behind. And that. like think, you said, there's parallels. I mean, in Civil War, Captain America Civil War, when they're discussing the accords, Vision says something about how how since the year since Tony Stark announced his Iron Man, like there's been a proportionate amount of villains coming up on whatever. Yeah. And it's because his reasoning is that it's because our presence invites challenge, challenge and yeah. challenge invites chaos, right? And I'm thinking, okay, 
But now let's once we flip that and Batman's presence just invites fans. Yeah. And not necessarily copycats in a derogative way, but like emulators. Yeah, because see, it's like Batman and Joker are again. They could be two sides of the same coin. We're always shown that Joker always has goose, people ready to follow his every mm-hmm. word. But Batman can similarly inspire people to do the same because people can be like, okay, no one's going to change Gotham unless we pick up ourselves and change Gotham. So, you know, fuck all these politicians, fuck all these yeah, police officers. Yeah. Let's because that's also, ba- don't you think, think Batman and Riddler them that Batman is attacking people that are conventional criminals? Yeah. But Riddler is attacking people that are like, Maybe even worse. Yeah, like the rich people. The like people have the even, power to change yes, the city. and they're making kids drug addicts. Like, yeah. they're probably worse than the guy that's holding up a liquor store. Like, so... Like, bro, do you... Uh, yeah, and I think... Yeah, I think all this, like, this is what it, the construction that leads him to being, like, I'm going to be hope. I'm going... I, I can't be fear. Because, like, I don't know. I just, like, I think... I mean, there's more. Like, we, don't, we don't have time to get through it. But I think those two things are, like, the main reason I think, like, the script managed to deconstruct who Batman is, put to what we... Because I don't think any script has ever done that. I've never seen a Batman movie do this, like, and deconstruct what Batman is. And, like, like, what's, like think about the Dark Knight trilogy. Like, he goes, what, um, what they need or deserve? What was the line? Is it, I'm, I'm the... I'm the... I'm not the hero. I'm the hero that they need, but not, not the one, one they deserve. deserve. Yeah. yeah, so it's not really, like, a whole person's fear. Yeah. I mean, like, he could become a recluse. It's, like, it's not the same thing as, like, oh... The way I'm doing this is bad. That's the thing. Like Batman fails in this film. Like yeah. he says at the end, like he has failed for the first. And I, year. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen. No, but he says it from the beginning as well. No, at the beginning he's like he's not sure. He's not sure he's, he's not having sure. an impact. Now he knows he's having an impact and it's bad. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen Batman do first responders work. I mean, interesting. This guy is out in. This, I don't remember the time I've actually seen him out in the sun. What? what in at the end of the movie, yeah. I've never seen him do that work. Like maybe at best, I'll be I'll be Bruce Wayne coming in his like his suit and rolled up. Like think about it. Have you ever seen Batman like carry people, people through the yeah. mud? That's not. And it's like yeah, that's just picture like that's Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne doing something like that. Yeah, that was Bruce Wayne doing that. You know, and I think that's something about him being hope, which I think is really cool. Um, um, yeah, I obviously had more points about the but like I think. I mean, also in the script, showing that Thomas Wayne, like, even though he was... Because Thomas Wayne is always printed, like, until Joker, for example, printed as, like, the ultimate good, great guy, right? But I show that he's still a kind of, kind of like, a TM. <laughs> he's still kind of, like, a shitty billionaire. Billionaire's I'm gonna like, billionaire. I'm like, like, thank you. Thank you, Matt Reeves. Thank you for the script. Yeah, yeah, he's still... Billionaire's gonna billionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah thank you. Um, oh, I personally, I mean, like, I'm on record, knowing, like, anyone that listens to podcast, I don't really like the Joker film. What? Uh, oh, you like it, it? You just don't love it. I don't like it. I was being kind ah, to you. Whoa. I think it's a great working Phoenix people, and as a whole other part, I don't like the film. But I think this movie does what Joker thinks he's trying to do much better with Riddler, like the whole followers, the whole like. I, I don't want to go into why I don't like Joker. That's like a Fair. whole okay. different podcast. Okay, we're, we're short for time. But yeah, we're short for time. But like, I think if you think about what movie's trying to say about Joker, how Joker inspires all these people, like Riddler does it, and it happens in that second ending that final um i guess fourth half you can call it when all the his followers come to shoot at abella real that is what i think that's what joker was trying to do and it's the same mental health and, and i'm not going to joke at okay yeah i think this is what traffic speaker would look like if it was in gotham not what they think joker is um let's quickly talk about lack of bruce wayne okay no bruce wayne because hashtag no bruce so would you guys obviously this is a year two batman this batman is 30 yeah and i think Catwoman is like 24, 25, which is okay. like, okay. Why are we That's saying like, 30? Why can't we say he's 28? Because, well, he was 10 when his parents died, wasn't he? Yeah. And, and he said 20 years later. I would have liked a yeah, young 29. 29. Okay, 29, let's say 29. 29. Um, 
So would you guys, Manu, this is for you as well, would you guys be interested in, in the future of this franchise, showing more Bruce Wayne, or would you like this proportion? No, no, no. I think, I, th- I think it will definitely have to show more. But I think it's like, mm-hmm. they've opted for building towards it. Of like, some people yeah. think, again, secret identities are redundant. But like I said here, it's kind of seeded, okay, this is why he would need Bruce. And from there, you can kind of form out, okay, this is where mm-hmm. Bruce can be useful. For lack of a better term, you know, the DCU movies didn't do a lot of things great, but Bruce Wayne was very useful in those of like, you know, he got a lot of yeah. information that Batman couldn't get, things like that. So I think we're building towards that and I, and I want to see it. Yeah. Um, personally, I'm okay with whatever direction Mario decides to take in. But one thing I would say is that I don't feel the desperate need for more Bruce. Like it could be trickled in the way it's kind of trickled in this film and then maybe in a future film, maybe a third film, there's like a conflict that happens that he needs his Bruce Wayne Can, I, can I tell you something? What? I'm someone who really likes Bruce Wayne. Okay. I really like... I, I don't know Christian if that's a minority. What? Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. No, I just like the idea of Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. okay. I've always liked Bruce Wayne, like movies, TV shows, whatever. I've always liked Bruce Wayne because I, I just like... It's like what Bridler says. Bruce Wayne is the mask. Yeah. Right? And I... I don't mind. Like, this movie has maybe four scenes of Bruce Wayne. Like, it's really, really minimal. Yeah. And, and I, I don't count the f- scenes of Robert Pattinson, like, in sulking. I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. I don't <laughs> so count maybe that two. Um, But, like, because I, I really, I think Bruce Wayne is very interesting. I think using Bruce Wayne as a mask, as a facade, as no your Rupert, I, I like that. I always like that cut on me. And I, I want future movies to go. And I think you're right. I think being hope would make you, like, like okay. There's probably a way I can balance this. So okay. I'm not gonna fear because, but, but, like, but like in this movie, it makes sense. He could do more hope with Bruce. Yeah, Wayne, in this movie, because obviously Bellaria said you're not doing anything. Yeah, but like in this movie, it makes sense that he's never Bruce Wayne because this guy is still grieving. It if makes perfect if sense. If you've if you've lost someone and um and you're experiencing this kind of grief and you manage to find a way where you find an escape, you're never gonna go back. Yeah, you're gonna stay in the escape even when you go back home because Bruce Wayne is the one that has lost that his parents died. Bruce Wayne is the one with the empty mansion, Bruce except, the, one that except the English the butler. Bruce Wayne died that night. All, yeah, like, all intents and purposes, I, I don't want died. to be Bruce Wayne. I would rather be Batman. So, whenever when I come back home, I would wear my eye makeup and then I wear sunglasses. I never. So it makes sense. But I think as he get begins to heal, he would obviously. And I think, yeah, I think like being. Sorry, can I just say this is a random thought? But like, if I was Batman, and anyone in the city ever like. Why are you doing this? You're you're not a hero. I'll just show them a picture of saying a cow. I'm like, this is what I gave up for you guys. Can you fucking fix up? I don't uh, I don't like this. I, I gave this up for you guys. He shouldn't even have to be bad, man. He's just he's just like anytime he sees a villain, I just say, bro, just come. Like, let me show you. Like, you know, this was supposed I was supposed to be with this girl. You know, this is the yeah. one. Um Yeah, no, I mean like like I said, I so it makes sense. And I, I think I missed I miss Bruce Wayne in this movie, but not like I missed him. Like, oh, where is he? I was like, I, I noticed that he wasn't there. And I, I'm excited to see more of him. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we're running out of time, so I'll just leave whatever notes I had left. I don't no, know. No speed through them. Yeah, power, power round. One word answers. Yeah, Manu, is there anything else you want to, you haven't talked about? Just quickly, anything you haven't mentioned? In um, we're entering our third hour of this podcast. So. <laughs> no, nothing, nothing too much. It's just like, I think it did a good job building out the world. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, We'll probably talk about a sequel and stuff in a lot of uh, in 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 the coming things, but like you know where it leaves Gotham, you know, um, again comic book prep work. If you want to look at No Man's Land Zero Year by Scott Snyder as well, where the Riddler actually floods Gotham, those are the two. There's obviously the Hush Easter Egg with Edward Elliot and stuff like that. There's Arkham Asylum, so it's like 
there's we've kind of touched base with all the kind of main things the only thing you might say mm. is like okay maybe lucius fox or whatever but i don't think we need to do that in this version at least for now because mm-hmm. that will just kind of introduce random thing actually one thing i want to shout out is you know yes the tech we saw here was minimal but it was really really good i really like the idea of the contacts when he's talking about i need to replay myself that was cool. i need that was to replay cool, yeah. what happened last night because sometimes it doesn't make sense to me because he's keeping a diary man, he's recording this everything. batman is so emo man he's so <laughs> fucking emo i love him <laughs> he's like misunderstood hashtag misunderstood <laughs> <laughs> he's recording things he's playing oh, it back and that makes sense how he solves this thing because yeah, yeah that made so much sense man i loved it when i saw it in batman iterations right it's ridiculous of like oh he saw that thing for one second there's no way he'll remember that but like yeah he's yeah. doing that and then he's also being able to bring it back to Alfred. it also makes sense why he's like yeah why also why he's like very He's looking a lot yeah. at the crimes, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, he's not looking at people's... Face. Yeah, he's like, at he's scene. quiet a lot. He's just taking everything yeah. in. Okay, guys, power round. This is the best Batman film, but it doesn't mean... It's the best Batman movie, but it doesn't mean it's the best movie that has Batman. I mean, it's not the best Batman Oh, okay. You can't just sit down. You have to explain, because I know oh, what you mean. No, I, yeah, like, I think, like, this is the best, best comic book accurate portrayal of the Batman that we've gotten especially like this form of the batman anyway like some batman knew what they wanted to be and they probably did that better like it wasn't even that long into the film where i was like yeah christian bill ben affleck i love you guys but sorry like this is the batman hmm. second one this batman listens to playboy carty so please can we get some vamp anthem in the fam it's obvious bro like can we get some vamp anthem in batman too please that's that's i'm good that's what i'm gonna leave it at for today it's obvious that i listen to playboy carty um yeah, Arkham Asylum is full, and the bad signal is down. So cool. I think that means a good point for us to depart. Yeah. Do so it. thank you very much, Mano, for coming to talk about Batman with us. No worries. In this two hour plus podcast that you guys will realize to us because I've edited it down, and then I'm excited for you to come back and we we'll do that draft because I think that'll be a very fun game with a very special guest. Um, yeah, you guys, we're tired. Just thank you to all the listeners. Shout out to Obira. He's Preparing for his exams. Good luck, Obira. Um, yeah. And thank you to everyone that's listening. And again, obviously, if you like this, even the little, littlest bits, please just rate us on Spotify, five stars, if you, if you would be so kind. And follow us on whatever platform. And yeah. Actually, next week, we'll be coming back to talk about, not next week, in a couple of days, talk, talk about talk Daniel Kaluuya. We'll be joined with Daniel Kaluuya to talk about Get Out. So yeah, we'll talk about Daniel Kaluuya. Um, talk about his, you know, the... No, story. we're not. That is the end of that. I don't care what you're saying. We are not talking about that. I don't know. Yeah, we don't talk about fictional Yeah, Yeah, come on. It's not real. Like, come on, uh, black man. Stop putting a black man down. Um, yeah, everyone, join us in a couple of days. We'll talk about Get Out. And next week, we'll talk about more about the Batman in a fun game. Um, do you want to sing the theme? Something is. I didn't say sing the van, I said sing the thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, I feel like the van are really strict on, on what's it called? Copyright. Copyright. Oh, Copyright. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye, guys, and remember, I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. I'm vengeance. <laughs> <laughs>